Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, August 3rd. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Baylor President Linda Livingstone has been elected as the new chair of the NCAA Board of Governors. Livingstone is now also a part of the search committee charged with identifying and hiring a new NCAA president, which includes the likes of OVC Commissioner Beth DeBosch. Georgia President Jerry Moorhead and former Duke men's basketball standout and current media headliner Grant Hill. To date, Turnkey's ERG has completed 52 listening sessions with more than 245 people, in relation to the presidential search. Further, the board formed a new subcommittee on congressional engagement and action to provide guidance to the board on what actions the association should take to seek congressional partnership in addressing legislative issues. The eight-member group includes SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, NC State President Randy Woodson and Norfolk State President Javon Adams-Gaston. Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger breaks the news that AFCA Executive Director Todd Berry will step down from his role in January 2024. Berry's parting thoughts, someone's going to need to be actively engaged with the NCAA and possibly with the other entities, where everyone's in the loop. The AFCA needs to have input. I think that some of the problems we currently have, quite honestly, because you have people outside of the industry that are making decisions. I don't think we coaches need to have free reign over college football. We're here to assist the athletes and the universities. Athletics directors, university presidents, commissioners and the AFCA should all sit down together and make decisions that are good for the game. Big Sky Commissioner Tom Wistrasil on how Power 5 realignment may impact his league. Quote, if somebody at the FBS level comes and asks one of our schools to join and they want to go, there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. Do I think that's going to happen? I don't know. Again, my crystal ball is not that clear. It is a huge jump. I've been a G5 AD, it's a huge jump financially from what we do, for an opportunity sometimes to play in a low-level bowl versus playing for a national championship. On the impact of the Transformation Committee's coming decisions, Wistrasil notes, I think what happens these next four months will really kind of set the stage for the future of the NCAA and FCS. Time will tell. Arizona State Professor Victoria Jackson pens for Athletic Director U and Arnold Ventures on why decision-makers in college athletics should be proactive and start splitting media revenues 50-50 with football student-athletes. Jackson argues external forces in the form of alternative paths to compensation for prospective student-athletes, for example Overtime Elite, the federal government, C, Alston Awards, and constant inter-industry changes, for example NIL and sports gambling, directly shows college athletics is on a path toward eventually eliminating no-pay rules. Jackson, no-pay rules are not at their core about punishing bad actors and cheaters, though that is how they end up being implemented in practice. No-pay rules are about making sure athletes are not classified as employees. So, of course no-pay is not about protecting athletes' education. UCF is the latest to announce record-breaking fundraising, as FY22 generated $43.8 million in commitments, $20.2 million in cash, 11,804 total donors, plus a 51% increase in donors to the major gift-focused shareholders' society. Also notable, fewer than 1,000 football season tickets remain for the Knights' 2022 season, potentially providing a third season in four years for which UCF has sold its entire allotment of season tickets, 
also including student and visiting team allotments. Key nugget from Knights AD Terry Mohajer, we have plans for upgrades in facilities and other areas for virtually all of our programs, and so identifying resources is more important than it has ever been. Louisiana Tech pulled in $5.6 million in FY22, the highest mark since 2016-17. The Louisiana Tech Athletic Club surpassed $1.53 million in commitments and the average LTAC gift, increased by 20% year-over-year. Also of note, donations for women's basketball, softball, bowling and volleyball each saw a substantial increase in private support. The new North End Zone Athletics Academic Center received $1 million in support, and still needs roughly $4 million in private donations to fully fund the $15 million project. Oregon continues to wait on approval from the Eugene City Council for the proposed land swap between the city and the school that will enable a new indoor practice facility to come to fruition. The Oregonian's James Kripia writing, some members of the city council, including the one to vote against last month's authorization to advance the process, expressed concern about the impact the changes will have on the Eugene Science Center, which is also considering relocating to the old EWEB building and its parking lots that supply some of its revenue from Oregon football games. The City Council will revisit the proposal following its summer break. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, August 3rd. We'll see you back here this afternoon.